It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey there, welcome. This is the American Liberties. It is. January 2019 on the second day and uh, Happy New Year everybody and I believe this um, at least for a while I think it's going to be a, a, a prosperous new year for many of us and it's going to be prosperous not only in financial but I think in in our at least in my endeavor to get what I want done. And I'm just going to talk briefly about David Merlin's criminal complaint again. I can't, I can't express enough on how viable this is. Now, I'm reading a 1951 edition of a college book on contracts and and it's to me maybe maybe not today maybe not to you or or anybody else but i think it's very relevant to to what dave has has done or what we are doing because the the whole the whole thing about a contract if there's an error you can conditionally accept it by reason of a real defense for a mistake that renders a contract void. That is a that is law. That that's an acceptance, and you can conditionally accept the presentment, meaning their their bill of like my bill was like seven hundred thousand dollars, and I conditionally accept it. Hey, I'll I'll be glad to pay it. In fact, I did that in front of the grand jury on one of David's arguments. And I want and before I get to that, I want to go back to David's arguments and the criminal complaint. He has like a hundred and eighty some pages of pure dynamite, okay? I mean when you read you read the complaint, you read the the story behind the complaint. And the Bible of the whole complaint is in the 58-page memorandum. He starts off with um, the petitioner's statutory challenges. Then he goes to B, the um, uh, respondents want for requisite statutory leave to operate. And that's about the secretary. You know, where did the secretary get the authority to even speak to me in one of the several states? And then the um, he goes, the petitioner violates the regulations to satisfy the IRS and his demand for a Form 1040. There's nothing that David hasn't left out for you to take a stance. Not a defensive stance, 
but a posture of hey if you can if you cannot prove what I can prove what you cannot prove you're the criminal now you're turning the tables to be around to come around as a plaintiff and I tell you why when I went in front of the grand jury I used the statutory reliance. I, I use Title IV, Section 72, and I also use Section 83. And, and, um, and I made a firm promise in writing, presented it to the grand jury, and this is what I said. This is my firm promise to the grand jury of the United States. If Solar or Henselwood, now Solar was the IRS agent, Henselwood was the the uh, uh, DOJ, can produce just one law, just one law, by which Congress has expressly extended the authority of the Secretary to the geographical era area of the several states which is outside the District of Columbia and not elsewhere, pursuant to Title IV, Section 72, I will promptly, within 30 days, make arrangements with the IRS to pay all taxes allegedly owed by me for all the tax years in question. And I will notify all my friends and associates of said law and recommend to them that they immediately pay their taxes and file 1040. What a great guy I can I can be, right? Then I put, however, if Solar and Hentlewood cannot produce said law, then I respectfully request that the grand jury immediately begin indictment proceedings against Solar and Hentlewood for crimes they have committed against me as cited in the verified herein. Isn't that a fair deal, I said, since they are trying to put me in jail and destroy my life for taking away my liberty. Isn't that what justice is all about, the law fairly and equally applied to everyone alike? Now, you ask, well, gee, Chris, how can I get that document? What can I do to da 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 and, you know, it's much harder, and I'll tell you this, it's much harder to say, to argue solely on this position. It's good to learn it, believe me, and it's good to learn everything. But at the end of all the trials and errors, and David and I have said this before, once you put up all your arguments, here's another one they can't answer. Section 83. What, you know, give me, you know, have the definitions in your mind, in, in the front of your mind. What is the definition of service? If you provide a service and you perform that service, what does that mean? What is the definition? Break that down in two or three different elements. And you're going to come out to the bottom line, labor. Now, if you say to the IRS, well, my labor isn't taxable, well, they're, they're, they're just going to poo-poo you and say, look, that's on a frivolous list and, and you're crazy and, and we're going to take your money in or go to jail. 
But if you argue the statutes and say, look, I perform services at the cost, I was paid, property was in exchange for my services, none of it, not one penny of it was in the access over the cost paid. Therefore, I have no taxable income. Now you're right in there, you're talking their language. Hey, here, this is what it says, any services, okay, and, and all that. You, you know, what you don't want to do is get into arguments outside the box and thinking that you're smarter than them. Guess what? You're not. And I don't even know who's on the phone. You know, I can tell you, you're not mostly smart than a bunch of lawyers. But I'll tell you one person who is sharp as a tack, and so far he's proven to be smarter and a better uh, argumenter than any of them, and that's Dave Merlin. He has put every part of the Internal Revenue Code in perspective, meaning where you can read it and how they misinterpret it or they're misrepresenting, and you can use words like fraud and all that jazz and all, all that, but fraud cannot be proven unless there's three or four elements and by clear token. So you just want to give, what you want to do is you want to respond to every letter that they send you and send it back and 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 I would suggest that you just use Title 80, uh, Section 83 um, for the more advanced or the more knowledgeable. If you want to use a statutory interpretation, or you know, you want to argue Title 4, Section 72, so be it. That'll be up to you. But I'm going to read. I have my line of defense, and I'm going to. We're going to start going over that as we progress with noble weight and hands of heaven because it's going to be a an, an educational event not only for you but for me as well because i learn as i go and um and when i get challenged which when when i do get challenged i like to be i always like to be right you know i don't know who likes to be wrong raise your hands but I always like to be right so before I start doing something I try to challenge myself and argue with myself how how I could be wrong and um, and then I can always rely on David to tell me or many of the questions I may get because if I can't answer them then I then if the DOJ was asked me the same question I need to have that answer so the key thing is be prepared, be ready, and know your stuff. And where you begin is on the, on the, the criminal complaint. By joining the criminal complaint, you get to be a part of a mass of people that are strictly in the box using the statutes against them. And if, I think if I get one more email saying, well, statutes don't apply to me, I think I'm going to just delete them off the list because I hear that too many times and, and, and the statutes do apply to you even though they don't address you. 
by them not even mentioning you, they apply to you. <laughs> they protect you. So, but but even now, even if they don't, you know, even if you want to argue, well, they don't apply to you, then what you're saying, Section 83 do, doesn't apply to you. And those who want to take a stand, well, I'm not part of the code to code, doesn't mention you, you're right. Section 83 does not apply to you. However, they're going to walk over most jurisdictional issues. Believe me, I've seen too many people go to jail fighting it, and um, and they go to jail, and they don't bring up Section 83. So your best bet is to say, look, I don't believe, you know, I, don't, I, I have a duty to pay the tax, and I'm relying on Section 83, among other ones. But Section 83 is where I'll rest today and and start learning how to argue and and take uh the offense on how they're misrepresenting the law to be used against you now uh i want to just remind david i believe the one that wrote the uh letter about having a problem with the california tax board is on the phone so with that being said i'd like to introduce the author of the criminal complaint that was sent to Congress in 2006, and that I joined later in 2006, that went in front of the grand jury in 2007, and haven't heard a word from them since then. Dave Merlin, are you on? Yeah, thanks, Chris. Go ahead. Um, you know, uh, you stacked up about 30 issues in that intro. So, I don't know where to start. Um, none of this is legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. It's January 2nd, 2019. We'll be due at just about midnight, uh, New Year's Eve. My YouTube channel turned over to 100,000 views. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and uh, um, over 3,000 subscribers now. So uh, the YouTube channel is doing just fine. Let me get you that link. Um, there you go. Uh, the call today, we're going to get into specifically about California. Um, I want to give you a couple freebies first. Get ready to write this down, everybody. All lowercase, no spaces. wevgud.com slash annotations.doc. Annotations.doc. And wevgov.com slash amjurcontract. Dot doc singular contract amjur contract dot doc. I'm going to confirm that address uh, on the server. Yeah, singular amjur contract. No s on the end amjur contract dot doc. That is a PDF scan of a photocopy of the entirety of American jurisprudence second contracts. And uh, there's a lot of wonderful stuff in there. I think 
beginning at section 320 of the chapter. Uh, anyway, uh, you really have to read it. A plea agreement is a contract. So you really, and you know, uh, people that say, oh, the codes don't apply to me or I'm sued. You got to grow up. You have to grow up. Stupid. You have to grow up. They put innocent people in prison all the time. You think they need a law that applies to you? Stupid. Winston Shrout, 10 years in prison. That's the latest one. It's moronic. The movement is stupid. When I got into this, 1988, I studied for two years before I met somebody that had any contact with others of like mind. Two years of independent study based largely on the uh, a binder of materials that I got uh, from a, another friend of mine from the Golden Mean Society in uh, Condon, Montana, Peggy Christensen. And it was all statutory based and uh, they were slightly off track. You know, they were really attracted to that definition of uh, employee in Chapter 24, but it uses the term includes and so they, the government applies it to everybody. That's a good example of it doesn't matter if the law applies to you or not. They're going to screw you. You're the personal possession of a hate group you call government. The movement is stupid. When I got into it, another big thing was you can use the information on that tax return against me in a criminal trial, Fifth Amendment. And they're filing Fifth Amendment tax returns. Uh, it's all pretty Stone Age, but at least it's based on law. And now you can't even talk to people. They found they found a million reasons to avoid learning anything. That's stupid, because when the government moves on you, everything you say is meaningless. Period. And contrast that reality with the other side that says, "Oh, sui juris, the codes don't apply to me." You're going down, stupid. It's impossible to take. By looking for, searching for reasons to not have to learn anything. All right. Let me, let me give you, uh, make sure you got the address correct. It's a PDF document, Serpico. And uh, they don't need a law. The law doesn't count. That means the law that prohibits them from putting innocent people in prison, it doesn't count. And now, I couldn't even put 10 people in a room if I offered a lecture. Look at the amount of free stuff on the web that I'm just giving away. It's not enough to get people to buy my courses. They're all sui juris. It's civic retardation. You couldn't handle a traffic ticket. You couldn't sue in small claims court. You're civically a bump on a log. You have no political power. You couldn't even plead a statute. And when I say statute, look at how sleeping easy it gets. I'm dialing up a revised code of Washington provision 
RCW 42.20.100. And here it comes. Why somebody wouldn't want to know how to plead this is beyond all reason. It says that if a public servant has a duty to do something and they don't do it, it's a misdemeanor. Wow. What if they did it through the mail? Well, then it's mail fraud, isn't it? You can arrest them. Who wouldn't want to know when they can arrest a public servant? Who? Stupid people. Stupid people don't want to know this. Listen to the way that Chris and I both can talk. Wouldn't you like to speak like that? Hey, you broke this law, broke that law, servant breath. What were you thinking? Get away from me or I'm going to have to arrest you. Who wouldn't want to be able to roll like that using just the law? Stupid people. The movement has to stay away from me. With, with all the great proof I have and all the, all the obvious talent and knowledge and skill at deciphering law and, and applying it to the facts, nobody's even interested. And those are stupid people. Kurt Riggin knows 10 times more than me. Criminal complaints really turned me on, and I gravitated that direction. Criminal code, it's the way to go. No public servant likes to be named as a defendant in a criminal complaint. So I always do it. I got websites. They know I write the pleadings in all these cases. I filed a criminal complaint with 80 members of Congress. I'm not saying they won't, but they don't. Speak to me. And I don't file and I don't pay because I'm not required to. And I'm willing to confront them over it. And I don't say something from outside the box proves I'm not required to. I'll take them right to 602.101 and say, start there. Tell me how to comply with it. They'll fail. Section 83, are you in compliance with it or in violation of it? Servant breath. And they fail. Who wouldn't want to learn how to argue, plead a statute? Stupid people. At least in 1990, 1992, thereabouts, started holding classes, including one on offshore banking, and had a couple of publications that I sold. And when I lectured, I could get 40 or 50 people in a room right on. And then uh, gifting clubs got in trouble in 2000, 2002, and I lectured in 15 different states to a bunch of people that really wanted to know something about the law. And now you got the movement, they don't want to know anything. And so uh, I eat their lunch and then bloviate against them like you hear me doing now. Who wouldn't want to know how to identify a crime committed by a public servant? Stupid people. It comes back to that over and over and over again. Uh, uh, Serpico, were you able to uh, download that document, amgercontract.pdf? So, yeah, I got 100,000 views on my YouTube channel. What did you do? It took me four years to do it. Uh, 
63,000 of that was in 2018. So the first three, three and a half years, I only had 37,000. Uh, last New Year's, it turned over to uh, 37,000 in this one. And that works out to an average of 173 views per day, which is actually pretty good. I'm proud of that. The average number of minutes that people view on my channel is uh, is uh, let me see here. I don't know why you can't re uh, you can't load that document, um, Serpico. The number of minutes per view is disappointing, and uh, that address is Amjur, short for American Jurisprudence. A M is in Mary J U R contract dot PDF. I'm looking right at the document on the server for the website. So it's a matter of your address there, uh, Serpico. So uh, the topics are, you know, the the subject matter on my YouTube channel is pretty intense. It's densely packed information. It's pure law. And so you know, I, I understand there's plenty of people that won't sit through an hour-long presentation, and most of mine are, you know, 30 or 45 minutes is the minimum. So uh, that's just the nature of the beast. But um, uh, if you look at just the free stuff on the web, and then I offer courses, uh, if you just look at the volume and the accuracy of the information that I give away on my websites and my tutorials, you'd have here's the movement. It goes back to this. Stupid people don't want my courses. The way I can roll, here's another really good example. And I'm going to the homepage of Take from Caesar. Let's see. No, I'll go to wevgov.com. And I click on enter wevgov.com. And on the left, I see a list of links. And the bottom one on that tightly packed list is play offense. Now, funny thing about um, this judge, here comes the link. Uh, good, Serpico. I said dot .doc with annotations.doc. Annotations.doc, and the reason I uh, want to give that away to do uh, to you today, do a search in that annotations.doc for Martin, and uh, you'll, hit, you'll hit a couple of Martins, and then you come to Martin versus Miller, the seven elements of common law fraud. Amjurcontract.pdf. Now, this link I just put in there, you go to wevgov.com, enter the website. On the left, you got a block of tightly packed links. The bottom one is play offense. Click on that. And here you have a guy that was falsely arrested for contempt of court, a 60-minute audio explanation of the case that includes the two-minute hearing where he was arrested. You can hear the handcuffs going on. And... Uh, there's an interview of a court watcher that had been to court a bunch of times to watch people go down in flames with the Patriot Movement. And uh, so he, he knew what to look for, and he had taken my courses. 
and uh, he got to see the effect that these documents had on that judge. She couldn't wait to get the hell out of the courthouse. Now, uh, funny thing about that judge, and I'm serious, I've got a, uh, <laughs> that's Judge Lisa Novak, a 2005 Arnold Schwarzenegger appointee. Go to wevgov.com, this is all lowercase, no spaces, wevgov.com, and let me rename the file here, novac.pdf, n-o-v-a-c.pdf, n-o-v-a-c, novac.pdf. It's supposed to be a K, but it's n-o-v-a-c.pdf. The ruling just came out. It was posted in May by the uh, Commission on Judicial Performance in uh, California. She was just publicly admonished for conduct unbecoming of a judge. <laughs> anyway, keep it on. <laughs> uh, it's interesting reading. It's real dry, but uh, it, it's always good to know what could get a judge in trouble push them in that direction, see what you can do. Anyway, uh, this tutorial or this uh, this expose on Judge Lisa Novak uh, from 2007, uh, let me see. Uh, no, I think this is a 2008 case. I can't remember. It's probably on the document. But uh, anyway, uh, who wouldn't want to be able to make a judge feel like this using just the law, pure law? Do you like being arrested for uh, falsely arrested for contempt of court? I've been arrested for contempt of court. It's not fun. Judges, you you got a bad attitude. Sit in the jury box. Okay. And when everything was done that day, she turns to me and goes, uh, you seem to have a bad attitude. There's something you want to say that would dissuade me from thinking that. I said, I'm sorry if my attitude is one the court deems to be a bad one, but my attitude is my attitude. <laughs> I was just sitting in the, in the court with one uh, foot on, uh, with my right foot on my left knee and my arms stretched out along the top of the pew like I was sunning myself on a bench down at Alki Beach. And she didn't like it. And she put me in jail for it. <laughs> well, and uh, this is not Lisa Novak on this page, this picture. This picture is a picture of the judge that screwed me with contempt of court. Her name is uh, uh, Mary Ann Spearman. She's now in County Superior Court, Seattle, Washington, King County Superior Court. So Mary Ann Spearman busted me. I thought I'd stick her picture on this page. But uh, back to the point, only stupid people wouldn't want to be able to do this to a judge. I got the tape of the hearing on Tuesday afternoon, and by Friday afternoon, they had documents to file. And it petrified the judge. She just couldn't wait to get out of that courtroom after telling them, you got a new judge. I'm stepping off of this case. Who wouldn't want to be able to plead the law like this? Man. And so it's, you know, it wasn't great when I first got into this, but at least there was some interest 
And now nobody wants to know. Oh, Dave Merlin wrote three people to the Supreme Court this year. So I'm sui juris. Oh, thanks. Dave went up against the government's top tax attorney in, in like four or five cases this year, uh, 2018. Who cares? I'm sui juris. I promise you. Take it from somebody that's this damn smart. That's stupid. <laughs> um, G2 says Lucifer's children. No, they're reprobates. <laughs> oh, Serpico says when he's in deep depression, and I hope that doesn't happen often. Uh, I speak from experience. He listens to that audio and it brightens his day. <laughs> yeah, that just put the paddles to the judge. <laughs> anyway, uh, get it together out there. God, the movement is nowhere. And I did that work in three days. I knew, I knew what I wanted to do when they told me what happened. Monday afternoon, I said, overnight me a cassette tape. This is in another century, I think. And they overnighted me a cassette tape with a, an audio recording of the hearing. And it's right there in the in the tape. And uh, I wrote those documents and thumped that judge right off the case. Boom. I didn't hesitate. I knew what I wanted to do. I had to have the recording of the hearing. Let's give you another treat. Uh, and this is for a, a gentleman I hope is on the call. Um, there's a, uh, let's see. Uh, we have an instance where uh, a man has uh, grief from the California Franchise Tax Board. And in California, you have California Code Section 17081, which makes Tax Code Section 83 state law. So all it is is the Section 83 argument. That's all it is. You go, how do I comply with 17081? You're in violation of it. It makes Section 83 state law. And we know from the exchange of briefs on the Seventh Circuit from April, a few months ago, that the government's finest can't even talk about it. So we know the same is true of the FTB, okay? And uh, here's a wonderfully formatted in Microsoft Word, but without its certificate of service, if uh, California wants to file this document, and again, I can't give you legal advice, but here's a custom uh, California joinder, affidavit of joinder, and if you're not in, uh, if you're not in the city, uh, the county of Orange, you want to change that name, don't you? Let me save this to my desktop. Save as desktop. I'm going to take the guy's name out of it. So give me a minute. This is a 2018 draft of the joinder that goes to Congress. And uh, let me see. I'm going to take that out also. In the caption, you're going to see a space where it says who it's to. 
because I just took out the address of who the joiner goes to. You send this to Chris with $175, he'll serve it on Congress for you. And uh, it's California specific, as I stated. Nice document. And I'm coming through it for personal information, taking the man's name out of it. And here's another one. And you'll get the gist of this. It throws 17081 and Section 83 right in their faces, complaining to Congress that, hey, uh, the California is violating uh, 17081. They're committing the same crimes as what's complained of in that federal criminal complaint filed by Dave Merlin and others uh, in Congress in 06 and to the president on Inauguration Day. That's this president. And bingo. I'm done with the amendments. Go back through it and take this name out from Joe Bunch. And everybody on the call is going to get this. You're welcome. You can see the, uh, the machinery used to uh, 60, 40, my way, highway. Joe Lunch Bucket, wouldn't you know it? And uh, it's what is mailed to Congress and to the White House to say, I'm a similarly situated witness to crime. I hereby join those two criminal complaints. That's an important document. It's your footing. Wherever you go thereafter, you lead with your affidavit of joinder and a copy of takefromcaesar.us, or Take From Caesar, uh, Volume 1. Okay, I'm all set. I'm opening up the website server, and CA stands for California, and the name of this document, all lowercase, no spaces, all lowercase, no spaces. It's a Word document, wevgov.com slash joinderca.doc. Joinder, J-O-I-N-D-E-R, joinder.doc. That's the California joinder for the man on the phone who's got California FTB problems. And here's another freebie you're going to want to uh, have, covers.doc. Covers.doc. That's for making exhibit covers. So there you have the California joiner. Okay, now I can wrap that up. Back to the uh, chat here. So uh, the um, uh, no, I'm not going to put the address in the chat. They record everything. They write everything down for you. I just don't want trail documents everywhere. Um, but this is the uh, the California joiner for the man on the phone instead of the simple two pager that's on the web for the generic uh, approach a California-specific joinder where uh, it has California law in footnote right there. There's no avoiding it. They have to comply with 83. Now, this man is, it, they're really putting it to him there in California. Uh, the FTB is such a disgrace. They're, they're every bit as bad as the IRS. Every single bit as bad as the IRS. Uh, they just don't care. And 
knowing that as I do, um, <laughs> you know, I'm a different animal, evidently. It is by the grace of God that I found your YouTube channel and website, wevgov.com. Uh, let's just say this is Jason. I have watched hours of your videos and will be buying your publications shortly. Here's my situation in a nutshell. For many years, I did not file taxes because I felt that I was being extorted to redistribute wealth. Then I filed, uh, then I filed was audited face-to-face, -face, and went on a payment plan after reluctantly agreeing to the installment plan after being threatened with worse things will happen if I didn't sign the installment agreement. So I signed and eventually defaulted on the installment agreement, did not file for three more years. Then the FTB uh, called me and I told the agent that she should be asking the Pentagon where the missing $21 trillion is from their accounting errors instead of shaking me down for seven grand. Next thing I know, my income is levied and the fine has increased to 34 grand. Shortly thereafter, the IRS revenue officer leaves a card on my door, IRS, not the FTB, and says I need to call them to schedule an appointment. Then I received a bill for $214,000. In the meeting, I was told to pay my quarterly taxes for 2019, uh, file my taxes for 13, 14, and 15, which I did. Then after receiving hundreds of calls from tax solution companies, I hired a company to represent me in a follow-up meeting with the IRS, which now I feel was a mistake. They were so, uh, supposed to protect me, and instead, my broker, uh, he's in real estate on a 1099, was sent a levy for $134,000. When I add up all the taxes on my 1040s, approximately $90,000 is owed, and uh, there are approximately 44000 in penalties and interest. When I stated was a violation of usury laws, the IRS agent said it was not a loan. You owe us the money. Then he ordered me to sell my cars and my home or they would seize my property. We're almost done. After listening to hours of your videos, I sent the attached PDF document as a draft to the tax solution company representing me, and they said it was a bad idea because it doesn't matter, not because it's wrong. They said that the IRS does not need to have a hearing to levy my wages. Uh, that's true. I also suggested that we request a hearing and focus on the Internal Revenue Code 83A to which they had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> that's, when I, uh, that's when it was confirmed I made a mistake by hiring them, and I learned more watching your videos than these enrolled agents knew. I know you cannot give me legal advice. Uh, all I'm asking is that you point me in the right direction. Uh, also, do you think my case is one that would qualify to join your class action suit? I don't have a class action suit. I have an affidavit. It's just my sworn statement. That's all it is. On record with 80 members of Congress, January of 06, and filed with the new president, Inauguration Day, on the same issues. So we hear that uh, Jason is in deep kimchi. And if it were me, and the law doesn't count here, so there's no such thing as a right direction. Uh, the right direction is determined by how much you're willing to go after them. And if it were me, I would go personally into the Franchise Tax Board. So they can't say that it's federal jurisdiction. 
meaning don't phone them and don't email them with this message. I would give them this message. I would walk in there and say, here's my business card. It has my address and my phone number on it. And if you don't back the hell off from stealing my money, I'm going to arrest the director of the FTB for mail fraud, and there's nothing anybody can do to prevent it. Do you understand me? You got one week to release those levies, or I'm going to arrest the director for mail fraud. Don't make me use pepper spray. And I'd walk out. And a week later, if they didn't lift the levies, I would have a picket sign with the name of the director and baby rape right on the picket sign. And I would be just as mean and nasty to them as they are to you. Because when they say, you owe us the money, you got to follow the law. Here's the law. Prove it. And we know they can't. So at least level the playing field. Then I would go down to the FBI and I would tell them, I just promised the staff at the Franchise Tax Board that I was going to arrest the director for mail fraud. Here's my affidavit of joinder. Here's the criminal complaint that I joined with it. They're depriving me of California Code Section 17081, and no one can deny it. And so I'm going to make a citizen's arrest of a felon. What door do you want me to bring them to? That's what I would do. Then I'd go back to the FTB and tell them, I've been to the FBI about this. They told me what door to take the director to when I arrest the director for mail fraud. Then I would send H&R Block in to negotiate on my behalf. And the first thing I'd say when we had that meeting, that negotiation, first thing I'd say is, don't make me arrest you because I'm ready to. And then turn it over to uh, H&R Block. That's how I would handle your instant. Now, uh, for the gentleman that I hope is on the phone from California, um, contact Chris. Uh, I have other California documents I can drag up that you can amend that are Microsoft Word and see if we can't put this fire out, meaning I'll supply you with documents. I'm not going to do the work, but they'll be in Microsoft Word, and uh, uh, they're wonderfully written. Um, all my stuff is uh, very high caliber as it comes to writing abilities. Yeah, good. So, uh, joinderca.doc, joinderca.doc. <laughs> so that's what we do here at American Liberty. You want to join that complaint? You think you, you're witnessed crime? You think you're a victim of the crime? Join the criminal complaint. You file, you write up that joinder, then you send it to Chris per the instructions on my joinder page. Here comes the link. There's a tutorial about the joiner. There's a YouTube tutorial about the joiner. The instructions are on the bottom of the page. Download those, follow those instructions, and uh, send Chris 175 bucks. He'll jump through all the hoops you have to jump through to serve a congressman with a complaint. And uh, then you're locked and loaded. 
to serve copies of your affidavit of joinder. And Take from Caesar, Volume 1, is the Congressional Complaint of 06. Take from Caesar, Volume 2, is a must-read. It's the Supplemental Memorandum of 014. To POTUS.com is the criminal complaint that went to the president on Inauguration Day. To POTUS.com. So uh, that's how we've arranged to put people on record with their statement of belief that they're being defrauded, that they're being extorted. And uh, read the criminal complaint in Take from Caesar. You can get an ebook copy off of thebookpatch.com. So you don't necessarily have to wait for it to come in the mail. You can purchase the ebook and read the uh, the memorandum. It's just a memorandum briefing of the arguments you see on wevgov.com. And then, then you're on record. You've built your record, and now you start spreading that record everywhere. Now, what that joinder does not have, excuse me, is the annotation on citizen's arrest. <laughs> and uh, you got to have that. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, what document? Okay. Doggone it. I don't want to copy and paste it off the web because the HTML formatting is such a mess. But uh, on the citizen's arrest page of wevgov.com, you got that annotation down at the bottom. <clears throat> this annotation is an annotation of all the case law cited above it. And it's dynamite. There's no questions after this one. Yeah, I can arrest a felon <laughs> without a knock. I don't have to knock. I'm here to arrest a felon. And so who wouldn't want to be able to drag a public servant into the language, the essential elements of a criminal statute, a felony statute? Stupid people. When you walk around and they know it, all the guy can talk about is citizen's arrest. He's got this, this attraction for felony statutes. Right there, if a judge heard that, don't bring him into my court. Because <laughs> they live in felony violation of the law. There. Any questions? Now, uh, read through this annotation. And I see uh, Ninth Circuit case law. Okay, I think Elkanich is a California case. Um, there we have one near the bottom: Huang versus McEwen in the Central District of California. Anyway, go through those cases on wevgov.com and see which ones are in California. CA9 means Ninth Circuit. <clears throat> and uh, there's, your, there's the goods on citizen's arrest. You're welcome. So uh, it's, it's simply the way you have to roll. You're swimming with sharks, like it or not. You better have something. And having nothing leaves you in the movement. 
or better or worse, I don't know which is worse, totally ignorant or foolish in the movement. So uh, that's where I would go with the California FTB. They've needed for a long time to be spoken to like this. A long time. All of them have. They tell you you got to follow the law. So do we. Oh, really? You have to follow the law too? 17081. They're dead in the water. And I would not leave citizens' arrest out of my conversation. Knowing Dave, as many of you do, Dave's going to make it a big part of the conversation. When you go to the store, are you going to be with your wife? Well, then I'll try not to arrest you when you go to the store. Servant breath. Who wouldn't want to be able to wield the law like this? Makes no sense. Never will. Anyway, uh, that's almost an hour. I want to thank everybody for sharing your Wednesday night yet again with Chris and I here on American Liberties. And, uh, you know, I'm not in this for myself or I'd be making a lot more money, folks. Making a lot more money. Um, let me give you a uh, an example. Let's see here. Yeah. Um, here's the link to something that you just might be able to make some money at. Hand of Heaven. See you, JB. Hand of Heaven. It's only a hundred bucks in plus a ten dollar administration fee. Sell, sell, sell. It's what to do. And uh, Noble Eight said this morning on the call that they only got three or four days left, and they'll be able to offer the whole thing. And uh, thank you, G2. Um, and we've been waiting on Noble Eight for a long time. The guy got burned. Uh, by incompetence in the people he had hired to put this program together and had that carrot on a stick dangling out in front of all of us. Hey, we're just about to launch, just about to launch. And it's been a year and a half. And uh, I don't think he would say we're on the cusp unless they were on the cusp. So uh, they're getting the programming for the payment plan all ironed out. And then Noble 8 will catch fire. So uh, Chris and I will be pushing that as well. So it's about making money in 2019. We pretty much just beat the hell out of the courts and the the taxing authorities. Uh, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do any more of it. And uh, I don't know anybody that does. It's obviously futile. And if the president doesn't step in and say, you know, this is my IRS. And it's a travesty. Wouldn't it be nice to get an executive order saying, All existing liens and levies are hereby quashed as it relates to people who only sold their labor for a living. I declare as President of the United States that no liens or levies shall be filed by the IRS with respect to compensation for services at any time during the calendar year of 2019 and just give everybody a great big break from the IRS. Just wow. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I got all this great information, all this proof that the government's on the run. 
to get rid of me, they have to take out a club instead of proving they're in compliance with the law. That's progress. And it's progress I made in the 1990s. All I've done is repeat what I did in the 90s. That's all I've done. This is all old stuff. I know it like the back of my hand. And we just did it again three times all the way to the Supreme Court, two lawsuits in South Dakota, two lawsuits in South Carolina, counterclaim in Kentucky that was dismissed because they said you can't sue for clear explanations of the law. <laughs> After they promised them to us in the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, something else. It is something else. Anyway, um, the uh, <clears throat> the uh, joinder to the complaint uh, for the gentleman on the phone who's in California trouble. I hope you like that document. And uh, Chris will process that right into Congress for you. Um, it doesn't have addresses on it, Chris. So uh, if you want to work with that guy to get the addresses on that document or uh, get it from him and put the addresses in there, turn it into a Microsoft or a PDF document, and send it back to him, whatever you want to do with that is uh, your call. Once again, thanks, everybody. The hour's up. It's been my pleasure and privilege. See you next Wednesday. I'll be on my talk show channel on Saturday at noon Pacific, 59615. No confidence with David Merlin. I'll see you there. Well, before you go, um, the addresses, are they? Are the names and addresses going to be changed due to the new Congress? Oh, yeah. Um, they, they're going to assign new committee heads in Congress. So we got to hold off on that. Uh, Congress takes charge tomorrow, and we'll find out who the head of the committees are by another week after that. Um, thanks, Chris. Hadn't even thought of that. And we'll do what we can. Happy New Year, everybody. Okay, and um, thank you, Dave. And and with that said, like I said, there's, there's we're gonna. Um, I'm going to start a, uh, I, I've, I've already done it for myself, and I'm going to be doing it for somebody else as a test procedure, but um, I'm putting in a document, or, you know, a letter saying that, hey, I can just accept, and I'm not going into that commercial realm per se, you know, sounding so like I'm a lawyer in commercial law. I'm just saying, hey, I conditionally accept your um, your your uh, presentment or, or the amount based on the the following um, answers, and if they don't give the answers, then they're going to have to admit that their thing is bogus. And I want to I want to start working on one for uh, the one that I've already done, one for Section eighty three. And um, and uh, and that's about it, I think. I, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. But right now I'm doing a lot of studying, a lot of reading uh, when I Chris? can. Yes. And when you think about it, that's really the flip side of the criminal complaint. You know, yes. first you accuse them of crimes. Then you tell them, well, you know, okay, I accept the amount, but can you prove you're not stealing it? How did the law operate? In California, 17081. How did the law operate? 
Well, you're stealing then, just like I accused you of. You need to stop contacting me. See how it's just the flip side. It's the, the pillow you hit them with after you file the criminal complaint. Right. Yeah. And and, and showing you're doing everything you can. And, and what it does is more, more than anything else in the world, it stops you from getting criminally <coughs> indicted. Because you've got the evidence that you... You're doing all you can to do it, but they, they just refuse and ignore the law, and now you want them to be uh, com- uh, charged. Prosecuted. Prosecuted. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Now, everybody, here's the government's definition of innocence. Write this down. It's a document on the web. It's a trial memorandum from the government from 2014, Anchorage, Alaska, all lowercase, no spaces, wevgov.com slash backtrialbrief.pdf. Backtrialbrief.pdf. It was filed in the trial of James Back in Anchorage, Alaska in 2014. And in there, about page six, the government starts to tell you what innocence is in a tax case. Take care. Good night. Yep, good night. And so um, uh, you're, you're, you're going to have all the evidence you were – you know, you, by joining the complaint, you're showing them, hey, here is the law. You know, uh, you you know they ignore the law, and it gives them all the. Um, I mean, it's just it's just a ton of information that I can't spill out fast enough. It, it would take months, and I plan on having uh, maybe two more calls a week going over this in detail to a um, a narrow list of people. Not everybody's going to be, uh, you know, coming on the call. For those who uh, are working with, with us with Hannah Heaven or Noble 8, we'll be uh, privy to it. And, um, and if, if it goes out from there, so be it. But um, we need to raise money not to make me rich or David rich, that will probably never happen, but to make money so that all of us can go to our local um, representative office and, and give them, hand them in person with a bunch of witnesses a complaint to the, you know, to the, uh, to, to Congress and let them know that misrepresentation of taxation has to stop, and it has to stop now. Because I'm telling you, folks, if if you're not willing to do it, don't expect different results, okay? You're just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. A change has to come, and this is the year it's going to happen. And I'm and I'd rather have a hundred people that come together to do what needs to be done to get what's done, and it'll be for the other thousands that are not willing to do what needs to be done. And that's fine with me, as long as I get what I've been hoping for, praying for, and working for. I'm satisfied. I don't care if, if, if a lazy bum sits on the sidewalk and reaps the rewards. I don't care. 
What I do care is that we need to stop this again, this mis- misrepresentation of taxation. Because it's nothing but unenforced, rather, excuse me, enforced criminal act- activity. And it's got to be stopped. So with that being said, God bless America, and this call is officially over. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.